0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is
1: what you missed. If there's one adage that everyone should know, it's that money can't buy happiness. Sure. It's it's what those of us with no money always say. Right. Um, But some people can't resist. Many of us have spent money on something just to make ourselves happier. Absolutely. Travel and food are at the top of the things people buy. We, we, we con ourselves into believing we need this vacation. We have to go. Um,
0: let me ask you this, because you, you, you phrased that interestingly to me. That you said that money can't buy happiness is something that those without money say.
1: Yeah, because, we, we believe, because then we, we make ourselves feel better that we don't have it.
0: Don't you feel sometimes like it's the other way around? People who have lots of it—it's almost like a parent thing, right? It's like, hey, don't go bother liking this, mm. you know, or don't don't try this ice cream—you're not gonna like it, mm. right? And sometimes it almost feels like those who have a lot of money say, you know what, I have a lot, but it doesn't—it doesn't buy you happiness. Right. It's right. like they're trying to keep you down.
1: Yeah, perhaps. From it. Perhaps. I mean, I just stand in my poo hut with my uh, my family who stare at me with just resentment and anger, and right. I go, well, look. We got nothing, but we're happy. Yeah, well, you know, it's, you know, it's like finding someone who's, you know, homeless and starving
0: and saying, well, you're not going to like this ribeye steak because it's going to make your stomach upset. <laughs>
1: you know, I'll take the chance. Yeah, let me have a little nibble. Um, so travel and food, top of the list, followed by clothes and shoes. And when given a choice between money and love, most say they uh, they think money would make them happier. Well, it's because you can be in love, and that's great. And, you know, all the songs say it. But if you're in love and broke and debt mounting and children to feed, you can't survive on wow, that. That's a real test of love. Yeah, right. Yeah. And a lot of marriages fall apart just because of that.
0: Whereas you walk in or walk out of the Lotto Max office with that big jackpot, yeah. you'll find a lot of
1: people who are in love with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> automatically. For sure. But you know, here's here. This is how simple it truly is. If you can, like, if you, at the end of the month. You do your budget. If you have a budget, you know how much you you know spend on your bills and this and that and food and survival and try to put a little away every month. And if all of a sudden at the end of the month, you're like up a couple of hundred bucks, you, you're walking on air. right? You know, you're like, I'm winning. Right. I'm winning. <laughs> it doesn't take much. I, I don't, and we've had this discussion about lotteries. That's why I don't need a big win. You right. know, I, I just, I would just love one day to be able to put my head on the pillow and think, financially, I'm fine. Like I could lose my job, or this could go wrong, or, and I I would be fine. Right. That and I and that doesn't mean millions and millions of dollars for me. Right. Well, I mean, we've
0: said this uh, all along throughout the last few years, at least maybe a decade. Is that you know, people are, and certainly the younger generation is just much more comfortable living in debt mm. because interest rates have been as incredibly low as they are. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not. You know, people look to the future much like they did before. Everyone was squirreling away and hiding money in yep. mattresses because eventually, you know, you had to save up uh, to 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 have some for yourself and and retire. Yep. And now I don't know if that forethought is even you know entering people's minds when no. they you know get into the the work environment. Okay, there's no. RRSP contribution that the company is going to give, that's fine, I'm I'm just going to live with what I want now and get what I want now, put everything kind of on layaway with massive mortgages and lines of credit. And and I don't know whether or not, you know, with the threat of interest rates going up at some point, that puts an unease, probably should put uh, Mm -hmm. people resting uneasily on their pillow, but whether or not it even phases some.
1: Yeah, and it it is interesting that the old mentality of, you know, save a dime, save a dime, put money away... When a lot of times you retired at sixty five and you were dead by sixty eight. Right. Now you you know, you retire whatever age you do, and many people hang in there working into their seventies and beyond, and then you're still living into your nineties. So I was watching
0: T V the other day with my dad and, and uh and some guy came on a channel and and was and I think it was like an infomercial, but he was talking about how, you know, it used to be like everyone was saving their money to give as inheritance. Right. right? They want to leave something for the kids and the guy was saying like you know, what a, it's a bad concept. Mm. You spend your money, mm-hmm. enjoy the money that you've made. And if you're going to spend money, you want to leave something for your kids, leave them life insurance because it's cheaper right. to kind of do it that way.
1: Oh, you must have been hurtling over oh the coffee my God, table. A change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is early in the new year, and I'm thinking, Lucky, that you and I have to work on our relationship. We spend far too much time trying to bring each other down right. and not build each other up. <laughs> and we you know, we, we got into this rut a, f- a few years ago, and now anytime one or the other attempts something, right. we just mock and ridicule... <laughs> Let me stop you there. And belittle? Because it's not very often that you attempt anything.
0: (laughs) It is usually me attempting things and you mocking. Only now have the tables turned where you've decided, and not really decided on your own or been persuaded. You have been guilted in because you've accepted enough free services and help from people that you owe them that you have decided to... um get yourself
1: into some sort of physical venture that you are desperately trying to get out of. i tell you what, if I had to repay all the things people have done for me, I'd be riding bikes, swimming, <laughs> climbing ropes, lifting the wheelbarrows full of stones up hills. Uh, I think most of people, these people would like to see you ride this bike without a seat. <laughs> I think you would. <laughs> so there's a good man, Thomas. He's been a listener for about five years, right. and he just came up with some ideas to make it a little easier for me on, yes. my, on my ride with the the, uh, the boys at CRCSDKI. He said, yes. you know, well, why don't you get one of those electric pedal assists? It probably won't do very well in minus 30, but uh, I, I appreciate it. He says, good luck, man. Maybe you get one of those. And then you go right at me. Hell no, he's Hell mocked me. You no. No, no. You've mocked me for my <laughs> pedal-assisted bike. <laughs> Well, here and again, the only reason I ever mocked you for it is because it's built for a senior citizen. No, it isn't. And you and your mid-40s are out there pedaling <laughs> around in a park in August on flat ground with your dad, and you need assistance. And I enjoy it. <laughs> and I enjoy it. And now you you are you're feeble. looking for it. You Asking are... Asking to borrow. You, no! You're just feeble. Right. <laughs> when was the last time you actually rode a bike, a real bike? Uh last year. Uh-huh. How yeah. far? Down the driveway? Well, before
0: I got my pedal assistant. Yeah, well, and
1: then you went, well, my I my, went my far 80, enough and went, Ah,
0: 80, I like the pedal assisted version of this. My
1: 80-year-old knees right. can't keep up with this. So when you and your dad are out with your little baskets and bell ringing right. like Pee-wee Herman, uh-huh. I'm gonna be doing a man's bike ride. Sure, sure you will. And then he offers all sorts of other ideas. Lots of lots of good suggestions to make this easier for me. As I just try to raise money for cancer care at Lake Ridge Health, is my halo too bright for? you, right. but you just want to make this difficult for me.
0: The Road to 100, uh-huh. the, uh, the the which I did with ETS, yeah. I've done that for a few, you yeah. mocked me the yeah. entire time. In fact, you even came out to the final and mocked, you. And mocked yeah. me to my face yeah. as I worked Because out.
1: you're trying to reverse time, which right. is not possible. As you to now to conquer
0: cancer, which yeah.
1: I did. Actually, here, hold on a right. second. This is how the world's changed. You used to go out and do things like the Road to 100 right. to try to turn back time, as Cher right. once said. Uh-huh. Now You're not even close to that. Now you're riding around on a scooter with the, with the seniors <laughs> yeah. going to the bingo hall. I know. I did the
0: ride to conquer cancer, right? I couldn't do the full 200 kilometers because I got shut down with COVID, so I did 80. You mocked me for <laughs> that. Uh, the, okay. the 100-hole hike, which you mocked me. Okay. You're raising- you mocked your wife for doing it oh, as well. Yeah,
1: because you're all just doing it for your own benefit. This is for cancer. I'm doing something for the people. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> because the ride to conquer cancer wasn't for cancer. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that, but right. I don't even remember you doing 80 kilometers. Yes, I did. I remember you getting out of it because of COVID, and then you were happy no, about I, that. I
0: did a shorter version of the ride. Uh-huh. I did 80 kilometers. On
1: your, in your car. Right. On your electric bike. Or was bike. it 30? It was 30 kilometers. 30 on a snowmobile. Yes. You no. Probably, you probably no. had to pull A you. pedal bicycle. You? Please. Got the pictures and video 30, Where did you ride 30 kilometers? Uh, I never we heard went about from this. from
0: Boneville up to Enniskillen and back down.
1: You never told me this story. Right. You're full of it. You never did that ride. Let me see those photos. I will. You rode in the back of a van. You're you're probably in a limousine. No, I pedaled. Like you will. (laughs) January 29th on Royal Asperger. You you will...
0: You I will be swearing and cursing yep. the entire time. What I found out now uh-huh. is that the CRSCSDKI guys have a, a grooming snowmobile uh-huh. that they So I'm going to take that snowmobile uh-huh. and ride it alongside you and mock you the
1: entire time. Listen I am 10 years your senior. I can't wait to see you at 55. You are literally going to have, I joke about your night nurse, you will have to have assistance like your evil Knievel coming off of a jump over buses. That's how crippled and beaten you will be because you swung a golf club for a couple of years. 94.9 The Rock GTA's Rock Station. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door, Guns and Roses. Every time I hear that song, I remember a story of my uh, my sister-in-law, who's, she's afraid of, like, her own shadow. She's very cautious, very nervous. Gotcha. And so she was dating my, uh, the lovely Maria's brother, my brother-in-law, of course, they were dating, and he was going on some vacation somewhere. So we all took him out to the airport. She lived in Scarborough at the time, and so we were driving her back. And I, it was like a summer day or something, and I was just bombing across the four hundred one. And that song came on; it was new at the time, and I absolutely loved it. And I had it just cranked. And I remember, and to this day, I can see her face. I looked in the rearview mirror, and she was just white knuckling the doors because I'm doing like a buck forty in my little Mazda GLC. And and I realized I found out later she was just like she won't even go on the four hundred one. And She thought she was going to die. And she thought she was knocked. Knock, knocking on heaven's, on, door. on heaven's door. Yeah, sir. We were just talking a few minutes ago about uh, if somebody comes in, snow blows your driveway. What should right. you be doing? And uh, somebody shared a great story with us. Uh,
0: Andrew said his dad was a volunteer firefighter back in the '80s and went to a chimney fire one particular night, and it was windy. The guy whose chimney was on fire continued to watch the video he rented because it was due back in the morning.
1: <laughs> well, his chimney's on fire. This guy's
0: putting it out. Hey, those late fees were really that's
1: bad. That's right. Oh, they get you. Yeah, yeah. That is terrific. Okay, I'm not the laziest person in the world. All right, that's good to know. You guys got this? All right, good. Yeah, good. I'll be having Listen, be back, I... Back watching Beetlejuice. I was the guy, and this is the uh, honest truth. You can ask her. I was the guy, while Maria was uh, hunched over banging uh, a flagstone into the ground with a mallet. Our bedroom window looked over the patio. I was the one who opened the window and told her to keep it down because I was trying to sleep. (laughs) True story. Yeah. Ah, That's me. Still married. Right. Yeah. The average person needs at least one change in their life every seven months. Months? Yeah, I got to mix it up. Okay. It could be something little like uh, changing your workout plan or you know. uh, (laughs) Right. Trying to change your diet a bit. (laughs) Like starting to work out? Yeah, thinking about it. All right, right. there is the seven-year itch, which is a real thing, where uh, every seven years, we become a different person. And so with that, you have different uh, interests and hobbies, things that you used to like, you probably don't care about as much anymore. And uh, that's one of the issues with long-term relationships is that lots of times, if you've been with somebody, you know, from their 20s or whatever, and now you're down the road and into your 50s, a lot of times, that person that you fell in love with is not that same person anymore. You know, neither of you are.
0: You see the changeover even in, in, in friendships. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, after a few years, you, know, you might look back and see Facebook friends that you have had for years and years and years. But you've probably lost touch yeah. with most of them.
1: There, there is a belief um, that people come and go in our lives for a purpose. That that, that they're, they're there to help you accomplish something. Through certain stages kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that once their kind of uh, usefulness is done, and, and it's not a, a mean or malicious thing, it's just that everybody moves on to their next, you know, it just filters out over right. time. So, Huh. But there are things that we, uh, outside of seven months, uh, we like to refresh our diet at least once a year. We like to change our hairstyle every 14 months. Wow. I haven't changed mine since I was 14 years old. Uh, People want to get a new car every seven years. I want to. Yeah. Whether or not they do. I'd like to get a car that's within seven years old. (laughs) 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 That's what I would like for once. Uh, People who are looking for something new in their relationship every eight years. And again, back to the seven-year itch. Right. Uh, The average person, this is interesting, looking for a change at work every eight years. Wow. Yeah, so maybe you want to move up the ladder. You think I've done as much as I can here. I'd like to see my paycheck change once every eight years. (laughs) Keep keep on dreaming. (laughs) Well, yeah,
0: it's interesting with that, though, because it used to be that you get one career, one job, and you basically stay in it and that was it and yeah. it was almost not frowned upon to move around but maybe looked down upon that, you know if you had a, if you were changing jobs a lot mm. then that was you know maybe you weren't committal or you weren't good at what you were doing and that was the reason but now You know, I find it interesting when you look at things like either Facebook profiles about people or if you're on something like LinkedIn, more Mm -hmm. business related, and you can see resumes and you see like people putting a laundry list of resume stuff on there. Like, hey, worked as a cashier at the convenience store for three months in between gigs. And you're putting that on there for some reason.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and I always wonder, too, with resumes, like if you post too much stuff, does it make you look like you're not kind of trustworthy or you're a little flaky yeah. and coming and going well, all the a
0: sudden? Well, and listen, people change careers. They do it all the time. But, I mean, are you still supposed to be putting your high school down when you're like in your mid-40s? <laughs> <laughs> your Probably
1: in? not. But then I guess if you stayed at one place, that's the last thing you accomplished. Right. You know? I, you know, I I see me as, I think I used to be more of a kind of a, a person who wanted change. I'd get the itchy foot for things, certainly with houses, if I can think of anything off the top of my head. I, mm. For the first few years of our marriage, I guess the first nine or so, uh, nine to 12, we moved like three or four times every three years. I just got bored with the house we were in, and I got an itchy foot and wanted to keep moving. Right. You know, when I hit 40, I decided I needed a bit of a career change, and that certainly happened. Um but but as, as you age too, you kind of settle down. Like my itchy foot now is just athlete's foot, right. it's just ringworm. <laughs> it's gout. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I'm a risk taker. Is the problem? I, I know I'm not when it comes to certain right. things. And you know, we've you know, been in our house for I guess. You know, maybe fourteen, fifteen years now. Yeah. Uh, and, and in doing that, yes, I, I could see every seven years I'd want to make changes in it. I'm still contemplating right. doing those. You know, now we're looking at changing up part of our main living space and kitchen and rentals uh, that we could do. Yeah, I've looked at moving right. and, and moving to other places. The Only problem is, you know, to do it now in this market. Yeah, sure, my house is worth more, but you're you're really reaching right. yeah. uh, in order to do that. Uh, and whereas some people who you know bought in the 15 20 years ago for like 100 120 grand yeah. and have moved every three years and kind of moved up now are seeing themselves in a 1.3 1.5 million dollar home
1: now do you do you now that you want now that you've got the itchy foot to move and you know it's not gout right. um do, do you regret not doing that sooner do you, do you wish you had to just had that as your starter home and bailed on it three or four years in i don't know i I, i've
0: had opportunities i've
1: looked i've been in the market and
0: looking and 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 i and i didn't pull the trigger and part of it is because you know not only the word there's no more want to say worry but you know just being comfortable in in the environment that you had we had good neighbors we had you know the kids were happy there. good school system everything everything was going well Mm. um but then, you know, I'm not one who lives comfortably in debt, right? Uh, or, or is uh, I mean, I am living comfortably in debt, <laughs> but I'm not as comfortable with it as some people sure. are, right? Yeah. I mean, some people are taking six, seven hundred thousand dollars mortgages out over their head. I don't think I would have liked
1: that. Well, there's different debts too, right? There's manageable debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. You know, a, a house mortgage is a good debt. A, a, a visa is a bad debt. A car loan is a bad debt. But and when you're swimming in, in all those, if, if your house
0: poor, right? Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're you've got the house that you want, but you're you don't really own it, and everything right. you have around you, you know, and if you're if you have to make decisions in your life to say, "Okay, we can't eat out at this restaurant tonight because you know we got that mortgage payment that's coming," mm. then that's that's not a good debt.
1: That no, it's not. I, I mean, I I think I probably learned something from my father and that he was a, a bit of a worrywart and he never took a lot of risk. He was always afraid that you know the negative rather than the positive, and that always stuck with me. And, and I saw certainly my parents struggle. Uh, through life I and mean, he had an opportunity to go to california at one point when i was quite young and you know just the panic of going and it, it just yeah. couldn't just could not pull the trigger and so it's it's, it's inspired me i think to uh, try things yeah. and i haven't i haven't been a massive risk taker but a couple of things here and there that you know the move at 40 with the kids and that kind of stuff some of them, was, some of these things are precipitated
0: by different changes in your life That's right. that aren't necessarily your yeah. your design either, right? Yeah, you know, no. Job changes, this kind of thing, or, or or lifestyle changes. I had a friend who you know uh, had cancer and uh, and and survived it and and got through it and decided, you know what. I'm doing what I always wanted to do: move out west and and ski, right? And and that's what they've done. And I kind of live vicariously through them. Yeah. Good, good for them. Great
1: for them. I don't think I could do it. No, but great for them. Then he died in an avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, it's Thursday, and we had the big snowstorm, of course, on Monday, and uh, Durham, Oshawa, certainly in whippy they're saying now more snow than, like, all of Ontario. 55 centimeters. Crazy, though. right? And uh, most of it fell in my driveway, it feels <laughs> like. I'm sure we're all feeling that. Uh, I believe the record now is most snow in one day since, uh, like, 1977. We had the big, like, extended snowstorm that right. M- Mayor yes. Mel brought the military in for, but This was the biggest dumping. And uh, I I dug out, and we had uh, the four of us uh, digging with shovels. Yesterday, my OCD kicked in, and I had to make sure the sidewalks were all squared up. Because my neighbor, who's got a snowblower, he had gone through, but you just get the one path. Gotcha. Right?
0: Yes. There's and, something wrong with you.
1: Uh, there is seriously wrong with me. So I went out and I shoveled up, It got down to the cement of the sidewalk. Because sometimes with the plows, they just take off a top layer, leave a little coating. So I got that up. Also because I knew today was going to be really cold and it would start to freeze up. So I salted it all and cleaned it all up. And then I, I saw somebody ask online if uh, somebody comes over to your place with their snow plow and helps you out. What what's your responsibility then? Oh, oh, like a snowblower?
0: Like a neighbor yeah, so, just has one? In yeah, it?
1: you you got a snowblower. You you come over to my place and right. you uh, you plow up my driveway. Now I'm standing there. Right. You're, you've taken over. Yes. W- w- what do you want me to do?
0: I want you to continue to at least act like you're helping <laughs> in the shoveling process, or at least like if I'm doing the driveway, yeah. you move to your walkway, okay, and do that part. All right. Right, so I don't go inside and watch TV. No, no, and you don't just lean on the shovel and <laughs> encourage me.
1: Make, make. I'll go in and make sandwiches. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I, I guess this person asked because somebody must have done that to them. where well, They came over and uh, started plowing, and then they just went inside. Wow! Like that. That's that's some kind of ballsy. That happened. I mean, when we were
0: cleaning it all up, we had a we had a big crew it was like eight or nine people, like three snowblowers going, tons of shovels, uh, and. Uh, up the street was a neighbor that we haven't actually met yet, right. and uh, they hadn't been there that long—a few years, I guess. I don't <laughs> 10, know. years, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a decade. <laughs> uh, uh, but I know that uh, you know—it's a, it's a young couple, uh, a little baby. I've seen her out with the with the stroller in the past. And she was out trying to dig out by herself. Right. And, uh, and even though we don't know them and we said, well, you know, we're out doing everyone else's driveway. We can't just leave her there right. to struggle here. And what if she needs to get out with the baby or something? Um, and so we went over and we started to help. And right away she came over and said, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. Mm. Um, you know, the baby's awake inside. And, and I was like, well, go. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Right. Of course. Uh, and, and so, you know, shoveled off the whole driveway. And with all of us, it took maybe 10 minutes or so. I only found out later. Uh, someone told me that the husband came out. Like, he was in there. <laughs> and he came out for a second, uh, and maybe he told her the baby was awake,
1: and then went back in. So even he can't shovel, and he can't watch his own kid. I don't know. Maybe he's working. Maybe he's online maybe. working. Yeah, that could be
0: as well. And that yeah. was a, a big issue. People are... are in meetings they can't get yeah. out. I don't know, they have actual jobs.
1: Or maybe he's just my hero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe. or I didn't even notice that he'd come out. Maybe he was just in there with a bag of Oreos
1: watching. <laughs> that would be great. Like, I can only imagine if you came over and I got the garage open because I've been going at it with the shovel, and you say, hey, you know what? I'll help you out with that. Let, let's get at it. And you're, you're doing it. And I go and sit in my lawn chair in the garage and yeah. have a pint. Or even worse, to say, yeah, thanks, all right,
0: I'm going to go inside now then. I'm
1: freezing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, it's not like I'm being paid to do this. Right, right. <laughs> I'm helping you. <laughs> and by help, that, you know, kind of insinuates that you are still doing it. Yeah. I am aiding you in doing it, not that I'm doing it for you.
1: Here's what I've always done, and I have followed this rule all my life, and it has played to my advantage constantly. Anytime somebody comes to help me do anything. Right. Even as a kid, if if my mother said, wash the dishes, I would act like I had no clue what I was doing. I would make a a bigger mess than there was till someone finally just got frustrated with it and said, go away. (laughs) So so if somebody comes to say, help me with my fence or or, (laughs) or paint the house or do something, they're going to help me. Help me move. I'm immediately, like, breaking things. (laughs) Craig, just go sit down. You're in charge of the pizza. (laughs) Yesterday, uh, I was going through my closet. I had been cleaning it up over the weekend, and I got all the old clothes out, and I got to get them over to to Variety Village or one of those places to drop them off. But I was going through and digging out some other stuff and cleaning it up, and uh, this old white bag fell from the top shelf and I, it hit the ground and I thought oh god I hope something you know wasn't of value in that and maybe it was Maria's and, uh, and it got stuffed in my closet and I had forgotten about it but I didn't hear anything smash or crash so I opened the bag and inside of it is about six VHS tapes all porn. <laughs> All porn. Like Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, the classics? And, oh, yeah. I, I can lend them to anybody who's got a VHS machine. I'll rent them out to you. Craig's Video Rental. I got six up for grabs. Um, and one of them was the Tommy Lee, Pam Anderson wow. uh, sex tape. <laughs> and and I remember scouring for that, like asking anybody who had a, had a copy. Right. and And I don't know if somebody gave it to me or I bought it but I probably paid for it and probably paid dearly. Unbelievable. Pre-internet. Yeah. <laughs> the lengths we had to go yeah. to. Do you remember during the uh, Paul Bernardo... Uh, and um, uh, and what's, what was Carl Malone? Yeah, during their trial, it was blocked in Ontario. You, c- you couldn't get any news coverage right, of it. Yes. But a current affair in Buffalo. Yes, they was, ran a story. And and I remember same thing uh, r- scouring around to anybody who had recorded it, oh. so that you could see the details up here. You know, this is how we rolled back right, in the nineties. Uh, anyhow,
0: <laughs> and and now. You know, you'll see like Saturday Night Live post a bit on Hulu, and it's like barred from your market. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's that. It's the same struggle. Yeah, but on a completely different level because now you're just on a keyboard looking for it somewhere else.
1: That's right. Um, so in in that uh, sex video, of course, we we got a lot of viewing of Tommy and his junk. Right. Yes. And uh, an extraordinary piece of equipment. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> I think. I think we can all applaud Tommy. Uh, Anyhow, in this, he's got this, or he doesn't have, somebody has produced. Maybe he is a producer on it. I'm not sure. But there's a new series called Pam and Tommy. And it's going to be released in February. So this isn't like a documentary. No, it's like a show. Oh. I think the show, if it lasts one season, it'll be longer than their marriage. (laughs) Or maybe it's like one of those limited things. You know, four or five episodes and, and that's it. Anyhow, uh, there's a scene in this thing where Tommy has a conversation with his penis. Okay. They talk about whether he should be falling in love with Pam. And, of course, his penis says, of course you should. (laughs) Well,
0: or maybe it's saying the other thing, dude, we're in something new every night. (laughs) But at the time, this was Pamela Anderson. This is true.
1: Um, The director says the scene was awkward. You think? You think? (laughs) Says you got four puppeteers working an animatronic penis. See, there's another great example of how big uh, Tommy's uh, uh, snake was. You need four people to operate this thing. Wow! And I guess he talks to it, and I guess it talks back.
0: Somewhere, some guy has graduated from all of this robotics and engineering and animatronics (laughs) to work in Hollywood, and his job now, (laughs) yeah,
1: Tommy Lee's penis. So uh, they say the idea for this scene was lifted from Tommy's uh, book, Tommy Land. And one of the producers says uh, it might be the first time television has had a talking penis. Okay. So we'll see. I know originally with this radio show, they wanted to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> talking penis in the morning. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.